0: Hey, hey, what's going on, beautiful people? I'm Jake Rosenberg. Thank you for joining me for a free flow Friday. It's been quite a while since I've done an episode at all, let alone a conversational free flow, and I'm super excited to bring this specific conversation to you because of who my guest is. I got my friend Zach Babcock, and this guy has quite an interesting background story, but what's even more interesting is that with his background, he still managed to make something of himself, something to be proud of, something that helps people, and so I, I'm so happy to have him on the show. I think I won't give away too much, but just listen into to this, and then I hope it helps you. You know, it's I I found it especially exciting to talk with you about uh, all different things, you know, personal growth, podcasting, business, because of a couple of things. First off, every time I have a fellow podcaster on, it's always that much better. And also, you know, just your your history. I've only ever uh, interviewed or had a conversation with one other guy that has this same or similar background to you, you know, having gone through prison, um, having a, a background where they kind of fucked around and, and messed up their life a little bit, and then made a great comeback. So I guess to start out, like, give me a little bit of a rundown, what that was like, you know, growing up, how you ended up in prison, and what was that mind shift, where you realized that you needed to change things?
1: Yeah, man. Um, You know, uh, this is something that I'm really diving deep into and uh, another venture that I'm gonna venture off into just because I like talking about this stuff more, um, even more than marketing, even though I love marketing too. Um, But it's all about the identity, right? Like anytime we've made any significant change in life, it all started with identity. It didn't start with your reasons why. That's why I don't like that name of that book, Start With Why. I love the concepts in there, but you can't start there. Um, it starts with your identity, like it, like they talk about in psycho cybernetics and atomic habits. Um, you know, you, you, and that's the reason why that quote ring, rings true, true. The Henry Ford quote that whether you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. Um, it's all starts with that identity, but, um, to give a quick, real quick answer, cause I don't want to sit here. Like you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> by the way, bro, have you ever had a guest come on and then they just start rambling. You ask one question, they start rambling for like 30 minutes or
0: something. Yeah and and especially you know at the end of the day people would love to know your background but don't dig too deep into it you know that's the part that most people end up just skipping over because they want to get to the meat and bones Yeah dude no
1: yeah I, I love love that you're you're on the same page there I I've developed the art and skill of interjecting when people don't know any better and they just start rambling I'll start like like wait a minute why is it why do you why do you do it that way or i'll i'll make a quick joke or something just to break it up um because it's it's boring otherwise it'll put your audience to bed but uh yeah yeah, man quick overview of myself um so i did over five years of my life in prison being a knucklehead not having any chief aim in life um making a lot of poor decisions i did four years flat got out for two years and then i went back 20 days before my twin sons were born that was the the moment I decided to own the rest of my life and get out and be a responsible father and move in the direction I am now. Got out, became an entrepreneur, got laughed at for the next three and a half years. And then I launched Underdog Empowerment. It blew up right away. We got it ranked on day three, had Billy Jean's marketing on the show the following week. And since then, it's just been a huge spiral of upwards momentum, uh, grown a huge audience through the podcast, generated hundreds of thousands of dollars through it. And now I help other entrepreneurs do the same thing. And I'm also passionate about a lot of other things in life, kind of what we were to sum up with the identity. Uh, but yeah, man, that's the Cliff Notes version.
0: Nice. I love it. Now, you know, you mentioned before this idea of, you know, Simon Sinek's book, Start with the Why. And so many people love the concept. But at the end of the day, I see this over and over where people, they know they need to figure out what the heck they're doing over here. They kind they of, they, they're kind of lost, though, about how to go through that process they're not sure where to start and i think that's why so many people never end up doing this work of figuring out what what their journey is going to look like where they're headed you know creating all of these goals people just get lost in how to get started so especially coming from a background where i think you were maybe even a little more lost than the average person um getting out of prison i'm sure nobody wants to talk and deal with you and everybody looks down on you and you need to start from that place what is your advice to getting started on figuring your shit out
1: yeah dude well well, to go with what you just said you can't start with why dude i tried to start i tried to quit smoking cigarettes for over i I started smoked cigarettes for 20 plus two years of my life And every time, I I, I tried to quit hundreds of times. I can't even count how many times I tried to quit. And I had all the reasons why I needed to quit, dude. I wanted to to not be winded when I play with my kids. I want to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married. I want to watch my grandkids grow up. Strong, powerful reasons why to quit smoking, but that was never, ever, ever enough. And, and you can't start there. It starts with the identity. It starts with getting clear on who you are and creating that identity and then reinforcing that identity. And um, you know, now, you know, I, I, a book that helped me uh, with this is psycho cybernetics, anatomic habits. I mentioned them earlier. Uh, and ever since then, I just been going down this rabbit hole and really understanding how the identity literally shapes everything that you do in life and you can create your own reality. By, by creating your identity. And you can literally recreate yourself. I've recre- And I'm going to end with this because I don't want to talk for forever. But i literally recreated my identity over and over and over again in my life. You probably have too. And everybody listening to this, you can probably relate to it in some way, shape or form. I recreated my identity in a prison cell when I lost my sister from a heroin overdose and I'm in the hole, which is the prison side of the prison. And I recreated my identity right there that, hey, it doesn't matter what's getting thrown at me. I'm going to respond to any adverse situations by focusing on what I can control. And that has played dividends over and over and over again for through for me throughout life. I recreated my identity again when I woke up in prison or in jail, heading back to prison 20 days before my twin sons were born. I said, this is not me. I'm a good father. And ever since that moment moved in the next direction, Recreated when I quit smoking. I mean, I could give countless of examples, but it all starts with identity. And um, yeah, we can unpack that more if you want.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would love to dig into it a little bit because what I've noticed, at least for myself, is, you know, the more we go through these different processes and changes, you know, kind of peeling those layers back one by one and and getting closer and closer to to our truth, our personal truth. Um, One of the things that I realized that I started doing subconsciously for quite a while was like my ego kind of grew from that, because I started looking at the world in a way of, I can do anything that I put my mind to, and I see that for a fact in, in what I'm getting out of life. And I, I had to kind of wring that ego back in and realize that just because other people are not doing the same work that I'm doing, just because they're not in the same place that I am, that they still have just as much value as a human being. And to be able to look at other people um, from through a lens of love, I guess you can say, um, and not be judgmental, just because I'm putting in more hard work than many people are. Did you kind of feel something similar throughout your journey?
1: Yeah, man. Well. This is kind of kind of on topic for what you're talking about. Maybe maybe slightly, but it just it got the creative juices flowing from what you just said. But, dude, I I know that I respond very well to tough love and straight shooting. Tell me like it is. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. Please tell me where I'm fucking up at. I don't want to get the praise because I'm always trying to get better, right? And that's that's me. So I've struggled, you know, in the past where I had to learn this. Like, and I'm still a firm believer in sh- keeping it real with people. I have to balance that though, with the tough love with compassion. Always having compassion and know that I'm at the end of the day I'm truly trying to help somebody else. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in that position where I'm trying to help them and get them to, to you know, if they're looking for the help. But you have to balance that because you got certain people though where you know they might be going through some shit right or they might you know of you know they might be a different archetype makeup than you and you could say this thing that you know that you mean to say it with love to help them become a better version of themselves but it but it like breaks them down and who knows they go out and commit suicide because of the thing you said made them feel like utter shit right so it's a thing it's a tough thing to balance you got to you got to be compassionate with tough love and i think the best way to really do that is to really tap into your to your empathy of you know what we all have you know people say that women are more empathetic than men i think that's bullshit i think that's the society you know uh agenda or whatever uh, not agenda but uh bullshit that they push upon us you know that you know because we take on these uh these things as a kid like oh a man doesn't cry and blah blah, blah. That's bullshit. we all we all have these emotions and we literally had to rely on empathy before we even had language as a tool when we were worried about fucking saber tooth tigers and shit. You know what I'm saying? We had to see fear on the face of our fellow tribe, men and be like, Oh shit, we're, you know, we, we, we better be on alert. Like we all have that skill. And if we can tap into it more, I think we could do, do more things with it.
0: Mm. I love that you kind of, you kind of went in this direction. Um, and it kind of sparked this thought in my head. You know, these days we, we see a lot of, you know, I'm gonna talk as a man right now, a lot of um, young men and and boys growing up in the current world and feeling very lost because of, you know, the messages that society is spreading these days. Um, I find that a lot of younger men are just confused as hell about what it means to be a man, um, what their what kind of responsibilities to take on, whether they should or maybe they shouldn't even take on responsibility because the more responsibility you take on, people might uh, kind of put these stereotypical, um, whatever they might call it, you know, you're being too aggressive, you're being too tough, whatever it is. Um, How do you kind of look at all of this as a man in this world and kind of fight through all the noise and stay focused on what's important? Because at the end of the day, there is a lot of fucking noise.
1: Yeah, no, I love this topic, dude. This is something that I'm so deep off into right now. Like, I, like, don't get me wrong, I love building a business and marketing stuff, but man, this shit excites me way more. And and this is probably what I'm shifting my brand to, really. I haven't really publicly announced it now, but I've been thinking so deeply about this. But, um, dude, so success is not, especially for the young guys, yeah, hopefully there's some listening but. It's not about what society like. Oh, you gotta have the hundred thousand dollar car, or whatever. All this shit, right? Like, no. If you want a hundred thousand, is a hundred thousand dollar car gonna make you happy? Because don't get me wrong, I, I think it would be cool to drive one, but I'm not. I don't have like a huge desire to have the Lambo or whatnot. Like, I'm gonna drive one eventually, just to just to do it. But, but like, I'm not a car guy. You know what I'm saying? And So I define that success for me. For me, it, it you got to get you got to define what success means to you first, and it comes with like getting clear on that vision. Like, ask yourself, what do you really want in life that's going to make you happy? Is that you know? Do you and you got to ask that in every area of your life. And so, like for me, I sacrificed for a long time my health, my relationships, uh, and the, when I got out of prison, became an entrepreneur because I thought I had this bullshit limiting belief. That I had to go all in on my business so that I could have the time, freedom, and financial freedom. And then eventually over time, I got so wrapped up in it that I forgot the real reasons why I was starting it all for when I when I made that decision in that in that jail cell to get back in my kids' life. And I wasn't spending the time with my twin boys that are turning seven. And so I was like, man, fuck that! I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be an, a complete architect of my life and design every single area. I'm talking about how I show up as a father, how I show up in my health, like dude, 210 pounds, 10% body fat, six pack abs, and optimal health, clear vision. I got it on my vision board. I know exactly what it looks like. In my in a great husband that I spend quality time with Stephanie. We don't gotta be like this bullshit in love that you are in that first honeymoon phase but we love each other and do shit for each other because we we love and care about each other and and it's taken around on the date night every single week it's doing the small things every day going out of my way like a little handwritten note these things it's a clear picture i know exactly what that looks like same with business same with every single area in life it starts with that vision and that's and then that's the identity right and then in the process of having that identity I do, we can go deeper on this, but I do a bunch of shit that reinforces that identity. I behave like these these people do. And in the process of behaving, I become them uh, over time. It doesn't happen overnight. You got to reinforce that identity.
0: Right. I love that. Especially, you know, This I, I kind of looked at it through the lens of a man, but that answer is, is perfect for whether you're a man, a boy, a woman, a girl, um, that's kind of the way to approach life. And I love that you kind of the way you ended on that note. Um, Sean Whalen talks about this all the time about not trying to eat the elephant whole. And I see so many people trying to do that, and I did that for a long time. I think that's where a lot of people end up shooting themselves in the foot. So, what do you do to keep yourself focused in your life? Because I know I I feel like I'm a lot like you in that sense where you know, we have our main business, but we also have all these other things that we love doing. And sometimes it feels like a juggling act to make sure that you cover (laughs) all your bases. And if you're not covering all your bases, then what's the point in being great in one area when you're kind of failing in another? So how do you do all that? How do you juggle it? Yeah, man. Um, There's a lot
1: of different tactics that I can share. I'm gonna share the ones that I feel like will give the most value. in my own perspective, but we can go deep on this as well and and keep going. But um, some things that I do. So, you know, I know this is a podcast, so some people are seeing the recording, but a lot of you are just hearing it. But I got this little tool right here. It's called a remarkable two. And it's basically what it is, is it combines what it feels like writing on real paper. And you know, there's the text, you can't it's not the same connection actually the the pen to paper connection with your mind is completely different versus texting something on your phone and so it can it's like writing on real paper and it combines both the digital experience with that and combines the best of both worlds anyways i get to keep all my shit organized and i can i can copy and paste shit and scale it and move it around and also write, write real handwritten notes but anyways i got a log dude so like after i got clear on all these different things, right? So uh, for an example, um, the um, the, the, the 210 pounds, 10% body fat, six-pack abs and optimal health, all right? So I was like, well, what does that person do, all right? And so I got really clear on exactly what that person does. The person eats a nutritionally balanced meal six days a week You know what I'm saying? Has one cheat meal, maybe a week at most. It takes supplements, gets proper eight hours of sleep, seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. Um, You know, all these different things. Right. And then so, and, and, and cold showers and ice baths and like all these things. So I made up this habit tracking log because when I was in prison the first time and I lost my sister from the heroin overdose, dude, I developed this routine. I was talking about how I reinforced that identity of how I respond to adversity by focusing only on the shit I can control. I couldn't control that my sister just died from a heroin overdose and my mom found her dead on the floor with a needle in her arm and I'm in a eight by 10 cell in the hole, which is a prison side of the prison. and I can't get out of there. You know, I put myself in there, but I couldn't control the fact that my sister died and that I wasn't going to be there. And so I didn't have control over that, but I did have control over the things that I could do to find happiness and peace in that moment. And that was by developing this crazy routine schedule. And I kept track of it on the blocks on my wall and put little check marks every time that I would do a push up and then I, and I sets of 10 and then it, all these different things, cleaning the cell every day. I'd put a little check mark for that and had these different categories separated. And so I'm going back to the basis and doing that with this notebook every time that I work out I log my workouts and write down what I did how many how much weight and how much reps that I do it whenever I'm doing strength training whenever I'm doing hit training i log that and then I have these habits tracker where I get a mark of x if I drink a gallon of water that day or if I took my supplements and all this stuff and all that's doing is it's consistently reinforcing the identity that I'm building right now and over time I take on that identity and it becomes automatic mm.
0: I love how the genesis of that, that is such a powerful uh, image to keep in mind because at the end of the day, um, our bitch voice will always creep up, right? And if you think about that image of you in a small cell with this knowledge that your fucking sister just died and you can't do anything about that to be there, but to still find a place of peace is so powerful I, I i tell the story of this um it was this german guy I forget his name but he um he found the lost city of troy uh way back in i think was the 1800s this guy was a entrepreneur like no other you know he always found some sort of hustle to start a business and make money the guy traveled the world came to america from germany where he grew up um during the civil war actually and you can actually read his journals because this guy kept journals throughout his whole life. And, um, and I, I always say how fascinating it is to read his journals through all the crazy things he went through, traveling, going through a civil war, uh, people calling him a liar and a fraudster, and just over and over. And yet in his journals, there is no record of any of that. All you see in his journals is him finding one thing after another to attack and to apply his mind to, to start another business, to travel to the next place, to find the next passion. And it's so powerful to remember that you always gotta find your own sense of normal in the chaos of the world. And I think especially these days when a lot of people feel like they are in a super chaotic place cause of COVID and all the other bullshit that's going on. So that image of you in that cell and finding a place of normalcy is powerful as hell, man. So, dude, uh,
1: <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd just like to say one little thing there. Um, I'm not saying that I'm anybody that knows me, dude. I'm not an arrogant dude. I'm I'm very very humble. Um, I know that my shit stinks just like everybody else. I call my shit call myself out on my shit all the time. Cause I make plenty of mistakes, probably more than the average person. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> I'm probably that high, high uh, person that makes me in that category um, all the time. And I continue to make mistakes all the time. And you know, I learn from them, but I, but I do, but I'm not saying this like an arrogant way, but like COVID wasn't shit to me because of that experience that I got to go through, through, through prison like dude that taught me that taught literally taught me and this is paid dividends and 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 i'm saying this because because if you understand this concept right here it can pay dividends for you too i'm not the only person that has tapped into this and i'm not the first person that's tapped into it and i definitely won't be the last literally like there's there's gonna be shit that happens in life all the time that none of us can control happening to us, it's gonna happen. COVID nineteen. None of us could control that shit. Um, there's countless of examples, right? However, you always, no matter what, no matter fucking what, you always had the freedom to choose how you respond to anything that happens to you. So many of us chose to respond to COVID nineteen. In a bad way, and we got fat and out of shape, or um, we got real lonely. We didn't. We didn't pick up. We we replace. We, we our habits got shaken up, and we replaced this this shaken up with a lot of bad habits, as a result. And then some of us responded in a different way, and and kept going with it, and 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 built new habits that were in alignment with their old ones, so they can continue doing what they were doing. Or some people it helped them come out of the dark. They in the dark before COVID happened, and they started excelling. You know. And all those examples, though each and every one of those person decided to respond that way. And so at the end of the day, you create your reality, your circumstances on the way how you choose to respond to what happens to you. That's the freedom right there that can't nobody ever take away from you.
0: Amen. That I think that is the most powerful like golden nugget you can drop ever is at the end of the day, it's in your hands, like you said, can't control the situation, but you could always control. How you're going to respond to it. So, digging into uh, the business side for a minute, you know, um, you've gone from that place to right now, you have not only built and scaled your own podcast, but you've helped many, many other people do that. And as a podcaster myself, I know how powerful it is from a business perspective alone uh, to build a podcast. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? You know, how did you scale your podcast? What are some secrets that you're maybe willing to share with other people? Or maybe they got to come and uh, talk to you directly for that, because I know that's that's kind of your business, too. But uh, give us some insider tips.
1: Yeah, dude. No, dude, I'm an open book, man. Um, Yeah, we got Yeah, I'm a firm believer of this, man. I share all my shit openly. I literally share all of it openly. Um, and you can probably go across all my content and piece it all together and, like, have a blueprint to, to, to I mean, I'm, you you can. I got plenty of shit on my YouTube channel. I talk about it on Facebook. I talk about it on Instagram. I talk about it in Clubhouse. I talk about it on podcasts that I'm on. I talk about it on my own podcast. I give it all away for free, dude. And the reason why, because I'm a firm believer of this rising tides floats more ships if i talk about all the shit that i know people are going to see that i'm the real deal and there's people that value their money more than time those are usually the people that are just getting started and can't afford your services and they're the do-it-yourselfers and then there's people that value their time more than money and they already kind of got the business rocking and rolling except for they have very little time because they got all these other shit that's going on and so even if they hear you Drop the gems or like, yeah, that's cool. I just want to hire you so I can really get all get it all in an organized manner and tell me exactly what to do step by step by step. Yeah. And then for the people that are the do-it-yourselfers, and I'm gonna end it on this, bro. I promise. Uh, the people that are the do-it-yourselfers, guess what? Will you help them? Yeah, they go do it yourself, but guess what? They go and implement shit that you help them with. Not all the times, but a lot of times they're gonna go sing your praises to other people and be like, dude, Zach shit's a real shit, man. I listen to him on his podcast growth shit night and, and i and i got my podcast ranked and i'm interviewing these top level people and i'm starting to make money with it blah blah blah. and guess what that does that brings more people into your ecosystem and some of those people are going to value their time more and money and it brings more clients in the long run so anyways sorry for the rant dude i just wanted to say that there as far as the podcast goes dude there's you know there's i have five pillars of my marketing system right um and I'm not going to bore you guys with it, but um, there's the foundational pillar, which is your content, and that's your marketing message as well. And that's the most important pillar, and it's your foundation, right, that holds up the rest of the house. And then the other four pillars are growth pillars, and that's getting ranked on Apple is one of them. The other one is growing your audience, your downloads. Uh, another one is monetizing your podcast. Another one is interviewing celebrities and becoming one in the process. Um, out of those, though, they're all important and everything feeds each other right your content is the most important and having that marketing message dialed in because none of those growth pillars matter if you don't have your marketing message dialed in i call it the four w's of podcast marketing but uh out of the four growth pillars the main thing that you could focus on doing is growing your podcast audience it's because it's going to feed everything else right more people listen your podcast the higher on the charts on apple you climb more people listen your podcast The higher level guests you'll be able to bring on your podcast. Think of Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Elon Musk only goes on Joe Rogan's because he has the biggest audience. Mm. more people downloading your podcast, the more business, the more people know, like, and trust you, the more business you're going to generate. So, so yeah, man, focus on growing the audience. And one of the best ways, uh, the main way that I've grown my podcast audience organically is through going on other podcasts like I'm doing right now and just fucking just jamming. And being myself, and then plugging underdog empowerment on the podcast. That's it, man. Literally as simple as that.
0: Hell yeah, it's uh, it's really great. And you've you know you mentioned about interviewing other people and getting on other people's podcasts. And you know I noticed something over the last few years of podcasting. I've interviewed you know steadily. I what I would say is higher ranking people over time, and the. People that I get to interview at this point that I would have a couple of years ago never believed that I would even be able to have a conversation with is phenomenal. Um, But I'm curious, you know, having also spoken to a lot of people that many other people look up to in a sense, uh, what would you say that you've learned the most from talking to these people that everybody considers to be out of reach?
1: that everybody's just like you and me they're human beings bro um just and I used to fanboy at first but then I realized that man the these people are just like you and me they're just further along in their entrepreneurial journey or in whatever aspect of life that it is that they're experts in or whatnot So like Andy Priscilla I've had him on the show twice just a regular dude just like you and me he's just been doing it for a lot longer you know what I'm saying um, I will say this like a common denominator out of everyone that like the big like Patrick Bet David, Andy Frasilla, Dean Graziosi, Grant Cardone, and yada yada, all the people I've sat down with is that they all are really dialed in on their vision and their identity. It's kind of going coming forth circle, but they are visionaries and they know exactly what the vision is, every aspect of their life. And you walk into their buildings, like I've been in First Form or uh, Valuetainment with Patrick, Bet David, and it's the real thing. You feel that energy, the culture that they developed because they were so clear on the vision and their core values of what they stand for and what they do not stand for. And they built a culture around that and brought in people that support all the the, the vision, mission, and the core values that they're all about. So that's definitely a common denominator that I've seen.
0: Mm. I love how that came full circle almost naturally. So I guess we could wrap up on that. I mean, almost everything we've spoken about can be an entire podcast episode of its own. And there's a lot to dig into these things. Maybe we'll have some more conversations in the future, hopefully. Um, But yeah, kind of wrap this up, why don't you tell the people listening how they can find you, how they can reach out to you?
1: Yeah, man, absolutely, I appreciate you asking. Um, It's definitely the podcast, Underdog Empowerment, It's what I'm most passionate about. You can check it out on almost any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on, but to make it super simple for everybody, you can go to underdogempowerment.com. Right there on the homepage, you just gotta scroll down a little bit, there's a podcast section that has a red button that says subscribe. You subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good shit. Uh, Hope to see you guys over there on the podcast if you need podcast marketing help growth if you are the person that values your time more than money you can go to podcastpowertrain.com it has a whole list of everything that we do and how we can help as far as one-on-one consulting masterminds done for you services you name it it's all there we even have a course uh for beginner Entry level people. It starts off your first month for a dollar and then ongoing is 250 a month. That's at podcastpowermoves.com uh, for the entry level course that drips out and shows you how to become a rock star podcast host. So, so, yeah, underdogempowerment.com, podcastpowertrain.com, and podcastpowermoves.com. Pre, uh, appreciate you having me on the show, dude. I've had a blast today.
0: Oh, yeah, this is great. As always, I, I love having conversations with people that keep it as real as they can be. Like you said uh, many times throughout this conversation, you know, the more real you are with yourself and with other people, better quality of life you're going to have.
1: You demand, you demand, Jake. Thank you again, man. I appreciate you, bro. And
0: And to you, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of the Lions Unleashed podcast, I would really appreciate it if you went and left me a review on iTunes. It's kind of like tipping the waiter after a really good meal. It helps me grow the podcast, reach more people, make a difference in this world. So I really appreciate it if you could take an extra minute to do that. Thank you again for tuning in, and I hope you have a beautiful weekend.